Welcome to another episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby. This will be part, what is this, EJ? Part five of our uh, segment or my segment. EJ, get your shit together. You're almost 18. Yeah, this is part five. It is? Yep, part five. So the goal is to do a total of 52. Um, um, one each week. You so smart. Yeah, thank you. Fifty-two episodes is what I was trying to get out because it will capture um, a year. The <laughs> I couldn't get it out. <laughs> It'll capture a year. So today we are going to talk about EJ getting a job. And so EJ has been hired as an intern for the summer. Yeah, right. So EJ, you want to talk about your job? Well, I got hired as an intern at this job that you're pretty familiar with. It's this Bridging Education Program. It's a shorter college. Why are you talking like that? Wow. He's like, oh, this is personal education program. Because I was all, going somewhere with that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Basically, I got hired as an intern at the place you work. And so I'm going to be working with my mom. We're working with your mom. And uh, so I'm treating, it's, it's a very interesting concept. Um, because I understand the importance of just being well-rounded and being very diverse in, in today's world. <clears throat> and um, I want to impart, you know, everything that I possibly can on my child while I can. So I had the opportunity to hire my son as a intern or as an intern for me, and I am um, over the prison education program at a local two-year institution, and I um, have a severe need for someone like EJ. It's the summertime, and I'm working on inventory. Well, I'm actually always working on inventory, but I need someone with some brute and I know that my son is getting ready to start filling out scholarship applications. And volunteerism is a big item on scholarship applications. And so what this does is it acclimates EJ to the work world because he's going to be responsible for getting up and being ready, you know, to go to work. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he's scheduled to work so many hours per week. Um, It will give him an opportunity to interact with adults that are not necessarily related to him or that he encounters, you know, on a day-to-day basis as far as like a teacher or principal or a counselor. This puts him in an environment that is going to be very familiar when he joins the workforce um, later in his life. So with that being said, EJ, how do you feel about not only, you know, you're working with your mom, but 
you are going to be working on a college campus as your first job. It's cool. It's really... It's a real... I don't want to downplay it by saying it, but like I don't know how else to put it in the moment. Yeah. It's just a really cool concept. It's, I don't know. It sounds like it would be nice because, like you said, it's like getting acclimated to things in a working environment and stuff. Like I'm going to be able to actually know what a timesheet is, scan papers and stuff, and know what it's like to be in the office setting because, I mean... Eh, Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do, but I know there's a certain set of skills that I got to have to at least mm, have a foundation or something. And so it's just going to be nice to be exposed to that. Yes, very much so. And it also exposes you to something that you're probably not even thinking about right now. So when you go off to college, <clears throat> excuse me, when you go off to college, you're going to need to know the different places on college. You know, where's the infirmary? Where is um, student services? Where is academic affairs? Where is enrollment management? Where is um, uh, the bursar's office, which is basically student accounts? So this will give you an opportunity that when you are, you know, in college, mom is not there, um, you'll know, okay. I need to go where, mom? And I say enrollment management. And you're like, oh, okay. That's where financial aid is. That's where, you know, the registrar's office is, things mm-hmm. of that such. Or if I say, well, hey, EJ, you need to check with IT. Well, my office is across. Well, actually, we are all in the same suite, uh, IT. So you will have a lot of people that come to uh, our office store looking for IT. And you'll be able to say, oh, well, such and such is not here, but um, you may want to check back or here's a telephone number where you can reach this person. So it will give you an opportunity to acclimate yourself with how adults really operate in a work in, in a working environment. Um, you'll get an opportunity to to. <laughs> I want you to be very observant because you're going to see all kinds of stuff that you're like, wow, this is how adults, you know, really act toward each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a lot of flirting going on because they're not going to know that you are my son initially. You know, we're still wearing masks. But if you take your mask, huh? Yeah, you got to wear a mask while you're at your desk. And get that. EJ has his own desk, uh, has his own desk. So while you're at your desk, you don't have to. But, you know, I mean, yes, I said that right. While you're at your desk, you don't have to. Or if you come into my office, you don't have to. But if you're going to the restroom or um, you're going to someone else's office, then, yeah, you'll need to have it on. So. Uh, when you come in every morning um, with me, you will have to go to the security. And this is just a thing that everybody has to do. You go to the security desk and they're going to check your temperature and then uh, you'll just sign in or whatever. So um, this is kind of what it looks like from an entry level position, you know, and you'll be able to use this on your resume. And as long as I'm there, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and you are available, you can do an internship there that could possibly turn into a, a paid job that you do when you come home for the summer. Mm. You know, so you never know what, what opportunities will be made available to you from this opportunity. You know, um, there's an opportunity if you want to get uh, IBM certification. That office is right down the hall from me. Um, I will know about, you know, private scholarships for anyone who's a senior. You know, so there, there are so many different things that you will um, you will get an opportunity to, you know, observe. They don't know how old I am. Hmm? I said they don't know how old I am. No, that's not a requirement for them to know. What are you talking about? People I work with to know? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They don't. Do you, do you think they know how old I am? <laughs> no, they don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't know how old you are unless you tell them how old you are, and that's a a great question that you ask because this will also show you office politics. And I understand office politics, but I don't get involved. If someone comes to my office, I acknowledge their presence and I ask, how can I help you? I don't do a lot of small talk because small talk gets you in trouble. It just does, you know, simply saying good morning. How you doing? Be very cordial, but you don't want to get into the nuances of of office culture bullshit. That doesn't mean that you go into the position This position or any position for that matter, you don't go into it with an attitude that people are going to be mean or people are going to be negative. But you have to also remember what you are there for. You are there to do a job. You're not there to meet friends. If that happens along the way, then awesome. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it will also give you an opportunity to interact with different personalities You'll see how some people become so stifled off of the most mundane things. You'll also get an opportunity to see it from a male perspective because men um, do not deal with some of the same things that women have to deal with and vice versa or whatever. You will, I mean, you are very mature for your age. You have a full beard, you have a head full of hair. So you'll see, especially until they realize that you are my son, you will see how some of the women will come in there and flirt. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to see how you're going to handle yourself. You know, they get too vile, and I say, look here, old bitch, that's my son. <laughs> but I, it's, it's not going to be because I want you to be able to hold your own. So I'm gonna, when I walk in in the morning and we're at the security desk, I'm going to say, hey, <clears throat> Um, this is my new intern, Elliot. This is officer, whomever. Okay. Uh, I want you to have your own identity. Even when I have hired people that, you know, I may have worked with, or we may have had some kind of connection in a, in another capacity. I want them to shine in their own light. I don't want them to shine in, in my light. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, um, I'm excited, you know, about this opportunity and just to to see 
you know, how it's going to all work out with my son. You know, I, I never would have envisioned being in a position to do something like this. Um, you know, you think about stuff and when you're younger, you're like, man, I want to be able to do this one day. God, dog, your bones are really popping, son. I want to be able to do this one day and I want to be able to do that one day. But when you're finally in a position to truly, 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 uh, be of help to someone else or, or someone's, that's a beautiful feeling. That has been probably one of the most rewarding um, facets of my job. You know, I am in a position where I have been able to help so many people across the board, whether it was an incarcerated individual or it was an instructor who, you know, was able to fill in a, another class. I mean, it's so so many different things, and it's it's very humbling, and to be able to position my son or put my son in a position that sets him apart, that's a beautiful feeling. It's a humbling um, experience. So, all right, my dear, do you, do you have a certain outfit? You're going to wear tomorrow or you're just going to, you know, wing it, get up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to put on whatever I put on. Mm. I don't know. Different fits come to mind, but we may just wing it. May just wing it. Okay. Are you sleepy? Mm-mm. No, you do need to get under the hair dry and, and, and dry your hair. Potentially. Um, huh? What'd you say? <laughs> Potentially. Okay. Okay, so anyway, um, I'm going to switch gears for a minute. Um, yeah, I'm going to switch gears for a minute. So let's talk about, let's see, we've kind of hit on um, healthy relationships. <coughs> we've talked about um, you having a job, money management, um Let's segue into, and and we'll probably have multiple episodes on this particular topic, but let's segue into um, sexual health. So when I say sexual health, what comes to mind for you? And now, honestly, just like when you word it like that, those little classes or little hold on a second you don't feel that oil about to run in your eye Hmm? you don't feel that oil about to run in your eye no the other one uh, you're like it's on your eyebrow yeah your whole eyebrow is covered (laughs) i guess that's the reason i got eyebrows uh, okay, all right, just be careful here. They're gonna be moisturized, yeah. They're gonna definitely be moisturized, they're glistening on me. Okay, go ahead. Can, can you help me? Um, huh? Can you help me get back on track, Louis? Oh, I said when I say the terms sexual health, what comes to mind? Oh, like when you word it like that, those little. Fifth grade assemblies that they pulled us aside for, where they showed us the puberty videos, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, guys, yeah, it's normal to have a boner, you know. Puberty is normal." 
<laughs> what? It's normal to have a boner. Puberty it's normal to have a boner. <laughs> Dad, sometimes I get I get hard sometimes. Well, what do you mean, son? Well, down there. Oh, son, an erect penis is not a problem. And like it would just be like these weird conversations that feel so scripted. So that's what you think of sexual health. Just like when you say that, like just the phrase "sexual health," but I guess on a quote-unquote deeper level, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Not having STDs while you fucking like, like what? Not not getting STDs while you fucking like. I can't really think of a good way to put it or anything, but well, sexual. What I'm referring to, sexual health encounters, um, not encounters, um, involves so much more than just not getting an STD. Right. You know, um, sexual health has a lot to do with, you know, you've heard this saying before, you are what you eat Mm -hmm. and um, you have to pay attention to that, you know, because you want to make sure that your urine is not too acidic and you want to make sure that your sperm is not too acidic. because those kinds of things, you know, can throw off the woman, you know, that you're having sex with. It can throw off her pH. Um, when you are performing oral sex, you need to be mindful of that. You don't just want to go around and perform oral sex on just any and everybody or whatever. Um, a woman's uh, or a female vagina is a breeding ground for bacteria, so... If you're going to perform oral sex, you need to make sure that you brush your teeth, brush your tongue before you um, you perform that. Make sure you urinate so that you clear your urethra and um, um, your urinary tract. Make sure you urinate afterward so that you, you're doing the same thing. You're flushing it out. So there's so many things that go into um sexual health you know once you have sex making it a habit one to to use protection and in using protection then you need to see okay do i have a latex allergy do i have an allergy to spermicide you know you need to really 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 can't even talk educate yourself on all of those things Uh, once you do have sex and you know, making it a practice to uh, check the condom, you know, to make sure that there were no tears, there were no leaks or whatever. That's how a lot of men get caught up, you know, like, oh, well, man, I, I, I did hit it, but I don't know if the condom broke or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get so, <clears throat> excuse me, don't get so lazy that you don't, you know, take the condom off and, and clean up. Now, you don't want to ruin the moment by, you know, making sure, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that. Um, but at the same time, you want to make sure that, that you take care of your yourself. Uh, sexual health, for me, involves keeping your pubic area, you know, neatly trimmed 
uh, that doesn't mean that you got to walk around looking like you're a fucking two-year-old down there. But at the same time, if you want a young lady to perform oral sex on you, I don't think she wants to. And, you know, everybody's different. But I don't think she want to put her face in, you know, taking a chance of dying because it's a lot of damn hair down there. Why are you looking at me like that? Move the hair aside. Move the hair. You talking about you? No, no, not me. Oh, well, you talking about oral on the woman or a girl? No, I'm talking about her doing it on you. And you gross. You talking about move the hair aside. No, because okay. you, you said what about you? And so I thought you were asking me. No, a- I'm telling you another part of sexual health. I was referring to you, you know. I said, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but for me being trimmed in the pubic area or whatever, and I was referencing you need to make sure that that's something because that's a part of sexual health that you need to make sure that you trim because uh, you don't want the young lady that is going to perform oral on you to take a chance of dying because she's choking on a bunch of pubic hair. You know, hey, do whatever works for you. Because if you into that and you with somebody that's into that, then more power to y'all. But for me in my house, that's a no-no. I mean, I ain't necessarily disagreeing with you. Like, I don't know if that was my, if that was what my facial expression was conveying. But it was just like, I mean, I ain't really. I don't know. I trim. Boy, talk. I'm trying to. Words, words having a little trouble right now, mom. Okay. Be patient with me, please. I've been patient with you your entire life. Yes, son. Okay, well, I'm not dead yet, so. EJ. Ma'am. Yes. <clears throat> I trim like, <clears throat> I trim like sometimes, but you, you're right. I do need to do that more if I really do expect like a girl to want yeah. I mean, I think it's a certain a, a certain caliber of of an individual, and call me high maintenance, whatever you want, but I exude femininity, and you know sometimes I may get lazy or whatever, especially since I don't have an esthetician anymore. But you know, I may get lazy and be like, man, I'm just gonna woof it out, but. At the same time, it's not going to ever look like I got a damn afro or what have you. Because that this, I'm not even talking about it as it relates to sex. But just for myself, that carries an odor. I'm a very curvy woman. I got, like, you know, some little love pockets. And so you got to be mindful of sweat. I could take a shower sometimes. And the, just my hormones, I get hot. And it's just like I haven't had a shower. And then I have, if you have a whole lot of hair, then that's just going to hold an odor. And you can wash all you want to, but you, you are constantly urinating. You are constantly defecating. And you're not getting, because you're not taking a shower every time you urinate. You're not taking a shower every time you defecate, you know. Because um, if you did, you dry your skin out. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, what do I need to do? Preventative. That's what I look at. 
you know, trimming your hair. I'm not advocating that you should walk around, like I said, looking like a two-year-old. If that's what you want, do what you want, you know. Oh, but a nice little trim. But a nice little okay, trim. Okay, okay, all right, all right. You know, you. Okay. a nice little trim down there um, or whatever. Um, we kind of went way down the rabbit hole on that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that's what, those are, are are some of the things that I think of as it relates to sexual health. Um, not having, you know, a lot of sex partners. You know, I don't see anything wrong with having two sex partners at the same time. But, you know, be safe with it. Uh, and we can talk about that in another episode. Why I think it's perfectly fine to have um, two, not more than two, sex partners. Um, but you got to be honest. If that's what you're going to do, if you're going to talk to two young ladies, you got to be honest with them. Okay, like, look, this is this is where I am in my life, and this is what I'm doing. And if you are okay with that, because you don't ever want to lie to get pussy, you just don't. It's not worth it. I promise to God it's not worth it. That is some unnecessary drama that you are bringing on yourself. Just be honest. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm listening to you. Oh, okay. Anything you want to say? I was listening to you. Oh, again, anything you want to say? Oh, not that I could think of right now. Oh, okay. But yeah, don't don't ever feel like you got to lie in order to get, you know, sex from a female. You, you don't, okay? And if you do have to do all, then you might not want to do it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Because if, uh, a young lady may not like your response, but when you are being honest, she is forced to respect it. Okay, so I always remember that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up on this part uh, about sexual health, and then the next episode or or whenever we get a, around to talking about it again, talk about why I think it's okay to have uh, a maximum of two partners at the same time. Okay. All right. Until next time.